0: see Sacrificial blood bringing reconciliation to a world that longs to know the affections of a father who will never let them go Rejoin when we smile at him he hears our voice he will wipe away your tears i Let's begin believing. A hope that shines me on. Time is a for chasing shadows. through the veil of darkness, breaking every chain you set us free, fighting.
1: Good morning and welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Stephanie and I want to say on behalf of the entire MVCC family, we miss you so much. We cannot wait to see you and gather together again on our campus soon. If you are a first time guest with us this morning, we would love to connect with you and we've made that super easy. Please just text the word connect to the number on your screen. Here at MVCC, we're a church that serves and we do that because of the example that Jesus set out for us. He took on the very nature of a servant. So if you would like to get involved in serving, please text the word serve to the number on your screen if you're watching live. If you're watching a recorded viewing, please stay up to date with us through our website. One thing that sets us apart here at MVCC is we love to give. And because of everything we've been given by God, we want to give back to Him. We've created some very simple ways for you to be able to give. You can give online, you can give through our app, or if you're watching live, you can simply click the Give button that pops up on your screen. This week, we are wrapping up the series Beyond the 52, where we have been looking at the book of 1 Peter and getting instruction from the Lord on how we should conduct our life. Let's tune in and hear what Pastor Mike has to say in this week's final installment of Beyond the 52.
2: Unfortunately, discouragement can be a powerful thing in our life. I think if if we were all honest, we probably would admit that at some point in some place in life we've we've all been discouraged. We we've all had a moment where we just wanted to throw in the towel. We've all had moments where we just wanted to quit. What's the use? It's not making any difference. That, That could be in any arena of life. Have you ever felt this one? Why do I keep praying? I don't see any change. Why should I keep doing the right thing when I don't see the payoff? You know, the, the, the difficult thing about discouragement is discouragement can follow behind you on your way to work. It can follow you down the hallway to the next class. It, it can be with you while you're at home, sitting at the dinner table. It can be sitting on the edge of a jacuzzi in the middle of the night. It can sit behind you in the coffee shop, and discouragement can even hide behind a smile. So what do we do when we feel like throwing in the towel? What do we do when we feel like just giving up? I want so much for us, if you're a follower of Christ, I want so much for us to make a, a decision, to make that resolute right now that I want to finish well. I want to cross that finish line at the end of the day and hear those words from the Lord, well done, good, And faithful servant. You know, when Peter wrote this book in probably about 64 AD, he was speaking to that very issue. These people were discouraged. They were filled with fear. They were filled with terror. There was an emperor named Nero who was out for their very life. Many of them were ripped out of their homes, literally taken out of their homes, thrown in prison, thrown into the lion's den. They didn't know if they were going to see the light of day the very next day. And yet, in that very moment, Peter has these pointed words to speak to the people about, I want you to stand firm. We're gonna read this in just a moment. I don't want you to give up. And I want you to know that just as I finish this letter, you can finish the race. And if there's anyone listening out there right now that just feels like, I just can't go on. I I, I don't wanna go on. You can finish. You can finish the race. In 1986, there was a New York marathon. It was one of the most popular races during that year. 20,000 people stepped up to the line to start that race. See, anyone anyone can start a race, but very few finish. It was that year that history took place. His name was Bob Wieland. 19,413th place. He was the last one to cross the finish line. His time at that New York marathon in 1986 was four days, two hours, 47 minutes and 17 seconds. Why? Because he had served his country. Because when he went to Vietnam and said, I will serve and I will fight for the United States of America, unfortunately, he lost both of his legs and he was unable to walk. And finishing that race was one of the most major things in his life. To be able to cross that finish line and know that he just didn't finish, but he finished well. Man, what an accomplishment. And I'm sure there were many, many miles on that marathon that he just wanted to quit, wanted to throw it in. I'm sure there were moments of discouragement for him. So I have, I have a question for all of us. I just want to imagine, you know, we're all kind of in a living room. We're just hanging out and talking and talking about this whole thing of discouragement and what God what God would have for us. Why do we get discouraged? I think number one is because our perspective gets cloudy. I think secondly, we... When we don't see progress of something moving, we get discouraged and we want to quit. I think the other reason is we have such high expectations of something, and when we don't meet those expectations, we just want to quit. We want to throw it in. Well, if you've ever felt like that, if you find yourself in that very circumstance right now, 1 Peter chapter 5 speaks to that very issue. And I I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you are fired up. I hope that you are just filled with God's grace and truth to know that you can continue to move on and move forward with following Jesus. So let's, let's read this and remember the context as they were going through suffering and pain and heartache and questions and confusion. They were in a chaotic moment. And Peter finishes this book, he finishes this letter, and he finishes it well. Let's pick it up in verse 10. If you have your Bibles, you can just follow with me. And the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. And with the help, verse 12 says of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends her many greetings, and so does my son Mark. Greet one another with a holy kiss of love. Peace to all who are in Christ. I think, you know, the last part of those verses there, he's just talking about a church that was probably Asia Minor, and that that church, the group of followers of Christ, were sending greetings that Silas and Mark, hey, we're all in this thing together, man. We follow Jesus together, and I want you to know that you can finish well, I just, I just want you to notice the words that he uses here. God himself will restore you. He will make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And he says he wants us to stand fast in it. You can finish and finish well. It might be a class. It might be a project. It might be a relationship. It might be your walk with Christ. It might be starting up a business. It, it might be some, some, something that God has put in your heart, a dream that he's planted in your heart, and you think, there's no way that I can finish this thing. There's always a way with God. Now, I just want us to notice in verse 10 that he says these just amazing words inspired by the Holy Spirit. You know what's amazing to me is Peter didn't have it all together. Peter felt discouraged. In fact, even after Jesus had risen from the dead, he didn't believe it. And he actually said, let's go back to the fishing docks, man. I quit. I'm not following Jesus anymore. I'm done. And here he is writing these words, stand fast, stand firm. Which verse 10, it says, it's all by the grace of God. So you may be asking yourself, how, how do I lift myself out of discouragement? How do I lift myself out of this pit of just wanting to quit? And Jesus says, man, if we're gonna do anything, it's only gonna be by, verse 10, the grace of God. It's all by His grace. So I have a question. If you've given your life to Jesus, you're saved, you know you're going to heaven, you know you have God's favor, He loves you, you, you know that. You were saved by God's grace, right? So why do we as believers, followers of Christ, why do we think that continuing to follow Jesus We make it so difficult because we think it's on our own effort. If I was saved by grace, if you were saved by grace, which is what you are, then he'll help you follow Christ continually day by day by that same grace. I think that's why when Paul was so discouraged in the letter that he wrote to the Corinthians and said, God, you got to take this thorn out of my side, man. He asked God three times. He was at his wits end. I mean, I can just imagine the apostle Paul saying, God, I could be better for you if you just took this thing out. And God's words are beautiful to him. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. What he's really saying is in this time of discouragement, in this time of despair, in this moment that you want to give it up, my grace will get you through. Grace just means God's unmerited favor. It means God loves us in spite of us. God loves us. It doesn't, it's not based on our performance. It's simply based on his constant, unconditional love, which I I love that because it inspires me to go on. Verse 10 says, after you have have suffered, I, I just want to remind us that the word says, look, we're going to go through suffering. We're going to walk through difficult times. It might be walking Walking in the midst of sharing the gospel with somebody and you are just suffering for it. Or it might be just any arena of life going through some type of suffering. He says this in verse 11, which I love. I love the fact that God makes a promise and he never goes back on his promise. He says, I will restore you strong, firm, and steadfast. This is the way I want you to live. I I want you to live in the victory. I, I want you, number one, the, the, the thing that I see out of this text that he wants so much for the believers to get, even in the midst of being fearful of their very life, he wants them to, number one, God's grace, man. God's grace is for all of life. You are loved by God, you have been appointed by God, and you have been anointed by God, and he loves you. And that grace is for anyone That's what makes the gospel so amazing. So it's God's grace, but secondly, also God's call. God is calling you and I to keep following Him no matter what the circumstance. Look, I I don't know where you're at. I don't know if this is speaking to somebody right now. I, I just sense that somebody needs to hear this today. God said, I will continue to be with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I have a call on your life. I have an assignment for you. I have f- so many plans that I want you to fulfill, and I just want you to walk in it. Just This thing about grace is so powerful. I, I don't want to skate over it too quickly. So if you have your Bibles, turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. I love this. Chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not by, uh, from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. He says in, in, in Titus 2.11, it's just, it's just another powerful verse. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people, to everyone. God gives grace to every person. And if that isn't enough, in, in Acts chapter 15, verse 11, he says these words. We believe it is through the grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved just as they are. It's by grace that we've been saved. I'm so thankful that the Bible just continues to confirm one verse after another that we're saved by God's grace and that enables us to keep going on. Remember last week we looked at the fact that we have a real live enemy. There is an enemy after your soul. Satan is after you to get you the farthest away that you can be away from God. That's where he wants you to be. When uh, when my kids were little, I my wife and I, when we had, had our kids, we, we wanted so much for our kids to, to own their own faith, to, to really, within their own spirit, to love Jesus Christ and, and want to serve Jesus Christ and want to be a part of, of, of a local fellowship called the church, a, a community of people that are just following Jesus. I mean, not just going to church, but I'm talking about real loving people who are on a mission to serve God with their entire life. And, and the tendency is when, when our kids sometimes grow up in the church, is that they get a lot of head knowledge, but they don't really own their own faith. And, and that was our prayer God, I want so much for my kids to have an experience with you, Jesus, where nothing, nothing would discourage them away from, from throwing it all in. So one night when they were little, I remember going into their room and just, they didn't know this, but I was just praying over them. And I, and I just touched their doorways with some oil and I just said, Lord, I just want so much for them to love you from their own spirit, not because they have to, not because it's the right thing to do, but I want them to love you, Jesus, within their own spirit. They got to own it. In that same way, I want you to own those verses. In those moments when we get discouraged, and it happens, it's going to happen, it prevents us from quitting because by God's grace, we're able to own it. So don't quit. Don't quit. Don't give up. You and I can finish well. Even if you feel like it's over, it's past my time, I've wasted it. You haven't. That's what the promise is in 1 Peter 5. He says, he will restore you. He will restore you. I, I'm just thinking in the Bible when David, King David said, Lord, after he blew it, I mean, he blew it big time, and he said to the Lord, restore me Restore me, God, to the joy of my salvation. And God did. I- I'm thinking when John wrote his book of Revelation and he saw into the future of the end of the world and what was going to happen, that-, that he was able to pen those words that I want my people to, re- to return to their first love of just loving me. So don't quit. Stand fast. Stand fast. That Greek rendering there really means immovable, unshakable foundation, man. It's like a rock. There's nothing that's going to move that. That's where I want our faith. That's where I want your faith to be. Listen, we live in difficult times right now. We live in time of suffering, pain, confusion with this pandemic and all this chaos going on. This is the time for us as believers, followers of Christ, to rise up and serve and love people. we got a lot of people with a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. It's our opportunity to come alongside them, to put our arm around them, to listen to them, to love them, to be real with them, to identify with them, and then give them the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't stop. Don't give up. You can finish the race, and you can finish well. I, I don't know if you heard, remember or heard this uh, real-life account. In 2012, there was a, a Christian pastor. His name's uh, Saeed Abedini. He was on a, back to his homeland, a trip to Iran. And unfortunately, while he was in Iran, his family lived in, in America. Unfortunately, when he went back by himself, he fell victim to the authorities there. They imprisoned him. He was a victim of religious persecution. It was horrible. His wife and his two children had been waiting for years pleading with those in, in uh, uh, places of authority. "Please, could you bring our, our husband bring my husband and father home? Could you bring him back to America?" And, and as he wrote his account, he journaled each day. He was beaten. Then they hospitalized him. They banged him up, and then it started all over again. He was beaten. He was hospitalized. They bandaged him up, and it started all over again. Why? Simply because he would not recount Jesus. He would not recount his faith. He would not. He would not say, "I don't believe in Jesus Christ." He stood firm. He. St- Steadfast. How could he do it? How could he go through all those beatings and suffering and pain? Because of grace. See, when we've really been touched by God's grace, God can get us through. He can give us the strength to finish and finish well. I I wanted to end with his words that he wrote out of his journal. This is from Saeed Abedini. He says, The word of God, the Word of God tells us that we may be persecuted. For our faith, but we can count it all joy. When I think that for all these trials and persecutions are being recorded in heaven for Christ, my heart is filled with complete joy. I always wanted God to make me a godly man, but I did not realize that in order to become godly, I needed to become like steel under pressure. It's a hard process of warm and cold and warm and cold to make steel. This is the process in my life. Today is one of the days that I was told I would be set free and on bail to see my wife and children on Christmas. And then the next day they told me, I will hang for my faith in Jesus. This is all to say that the hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold will make your faith in Him like steel moving forward in His kingdom. Saeed was released on January 16, 2016 to be reunited with his family in this great United States of America. I wanted to read that because I certainly can't say that I can identify with that, but I certainly know what pain feels like and I know what suffering feels like and I know what it feels like to be discouraged. And, and, and the great joy and hope that we have is through God's grace and God's call, you can finish, finish the race and finish well. Just a couple of action points on what do we do with all this? How do I put this into action? Well, I think number one is this. We got to get in the race. In order to finish the race, we got to get in the race. And for you today, getting in the race might be saying, you know what? I want to give my life to Christ. To be honest with you, I don't know if I were to die today. I don't know if I would be in heaven with God. I mean, I want to be there, but I don't know for sure. Jesus Christ hung on a cross he said in Romans 5, 6, While you were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. He died in your place. And the moment you put your faith in Jesus, you have now stepped into the race, man. You're in. And He's going to give you the grace to finish that race. Maybe for some of us, we've already made that decision to follow Jesus. And, and here's, here's, here's the action point that, that I'm just lifelong trying to follow. I am going to make a decision right now. I am going to determine right now that I will finish that race. Not not on my own power, but what Peter is saying, by God's grace and his call, I'm going to finish that race and I'm going to finish well. I want to hear those words. I I hope you do too. Well done, good and faithful servant. So I, I hope that these words have been words of encouragement for you, challenge. And more than anything else, I just want you to know that wherever you are, whatever you find yourself in, God is madly in love with you and wants relationship with you. And as I mentioned before, if, if you want to give your life to Christ, right on the website, there's a place to do that. We want to help you in your first steps of following Jesus. It'll be the best decision you'll ever make. I'm not talking about church, religion, doing all this, the, the rules. I'm talking about stepping in to a real relationship with Jesus Christ and saying, Lord, I'm I'm sorry. I've sinned, I've, I've, I've done things that are wrong. Forgive me. I give my heart to you. And maybe if you're looking for, you know, a place, a community of people, we would love for you just to, to, when all this is over and we're able to meet on campus again, we would love for you to come and be a part of our community. We're just simply real people, loving Jesus, loving people, and on mission for God. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Hope this has been a word of encouragement. We're going to be starting the book of 2 Peter in the same series called Beyond the 52.